Welcome to AF Talks, where we engage in informative and inspiring conversations relevant to today's association professionals. I'm your host, Michelle Mason. Today's guest is Scott Stewart, President and CEO of Turnaround Management Association. Our topic today is just to get to know Scott and what his members are doing and change management and anything else that's top of mind for him. Scott, welcome. Thanks, Michelle. Glad to be here today. All right. Well, Scott, you have a unique background. Tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, I've, uh, I've kind of been a jack of all trades. I started my career back in the 90s as a corporate restructuring attorney with the U.S. Department of Justice. Uh, did private practice, ran a private practice, corporate restructuring group, did distressed investing, um, was a partner in a claims, bankruptcy claims management firm. Uh, I am a uh, bankruptcy mediator. And then my husband and I uh, launched a startup of our own creation in the legal technology space, which we uh, exited from before I took on this role in the Turnaround Management Association, where while I was a practicing professional, I was also a volunteer in the organization. So I went from volunteer to being the CEO of the organization, um, which, which is kind of a pretty magical place to be. Awesome. Well, you have a very extensive background that's definitely relevant today to our members as everyone's trying to navigate the pandemic and its after effects. So I know you have a very strong background in change management. What advice would you have for association professionals that are experiencing these extraordinary times? That is a great question. Be flexible and unafraid to pivot. Take risk and understand that not everything you're going to do might immediately take hold, but do know that people have been very responsive and open to change, partially out of necessity and the creation of the environment that we're in, uh, and partially because they're thirsting to be connected and wanting to learn. And so as an association executive, uh, we have pivoted with purpose to make sure that we're creating resources in support of our membership and value in ways that are different than in the in-person environment, but still uh, important and directive so that we can demonstrate that we're supporting our members in a meaningful way so that they stay connected to the association and realize its value. Scott, tell us a little about your membership. Who are they? What do they do? What organizations they represent? So we are nearly 10,000 members worldwide. We are a chapter uh, based organization. We have 54 chapters, soon to be 55 around the world. Um, North America, Canada, uh, Mexico, Brazil. We are exploring chapter opportunities in Colombia, Uruguay, and uh, Chile. We have 12 chapters in Europe. We have a handful of chapters in the Pacific Rim and an Australian chapter. Uh, our professionals are all corporate restructuring professionals, and the strength of our organization is the diversity in the professional demographics. So we have attorneys, financial advisors, accountants, liquidators, uh, real estate-oriented uh, professionals, auctioneers. And the beauty in what we do is that we're able to bring this diverse group of people together uh, who complement each other professionally and support each other through the network that's built through the Turnaround Management Association. We also have certification opportunities specifically orientated in the uh, turnaround restructuring space. 
and the importance of those, particularly now, is it offers a distinction of credibility at a time when restructuring professionals are being looked to um, certainly uh, in a more, <coughs> excuse me, in a more urgent way uh, than prior to the COVID crisis. So you talk about restructuring. Many associations are thinking about new business models in the era of COVID-19. What examples can you share um, that you think would be relevant to associations? We have often talked about associations being more entrepreneurial, and you mentioned risk-taking earlier. What advice would you have for us? Yeah, so we have learned that uh, in our pivot in this virtual environment, that there's merit to what I believe will be a new balance and a new model of sorts, where while uh, in-person uh, connection is important and conferences and networking events that have traditionally all been in person, that there is a place for the virtual world and there is a place for virtual support. And look, particularly when it comes to major conferences, you're talking as you know from association statistics of seven to maybe 10% of your overall membership. Well, in this virtual world, we're talking to the other 90% of our members. So what we've learned from this is that we need to strike a balance where we're make, making sure we're reaching the greatest number of people in our membership base and not just talking to the, the smaller groups at any given time during the course of, uh, of a year. And now with a combination or what I'll call a, a hybrid model of being able to connect people virtually as well as in person, I think we're going to be able to reach deeper into our membership and show value to the members that are a little more attenuated unless they're showing up at events or, or are becoming more highly engaged with the hope that they do become more highly engaged because they will understand the viability of the organization in a new way. Scott. You talk about value, and I like what you said, pivot with purpose. What does value mean in the future? Is there a new value proposition that associations should be thinking about? Yeah, I think, I think associations need to be thinking about more creative ways in connecting members. I think that associations have kind of had a formulatic way of connecting their members, and this environment has showed us that there is a place of, for creativity. There is a place to try new initiatives. And in this pivot with purpose to show that you can be virtual and vital at the same time, yet create new ways to support uh, retention of members through creating new connection opportunities and allowing and giving your members opportunity to meet people they, they may otherwise never will have had the opportunity to meet. And what we say at the Turnaround Management Association is that we're better together because we bring people together in connected ways. And that is what builds trusted relationships. And for, for our association, building trusted relationships means creating business opportunities uh, and case opportunities and then that further enhances the demonstration of the value proposition of how we support each other and why the organization is, is not an option, it's a necessity. And that's something that we've been trying to uh, impart and I think successfully so pre-COVID and now even more urgently post-COVID. Scott, what competencies um, 
that a resident in the turnaround management industry you think are applicable to leaders in associations? Yeah, turnaround, turnaround professionals are crisis managers. So they are, they are looking at something that's living and breathing that needs to be fixed. And so they need to be calm, yet decisive. They need to be measured, uh, yet honest. And they need to be able to go into a situation and be able to evaluate it and then uh, support the professionals um, on the industry side in being, being able to understand the problems they're facing and then work with them to fix the problems. And that's not an easy task because similar to what we do at TMA and our professionals do in the, in the turnaround profession, um, associations right now are navigating uncertainty and uncertainty that, that nobody has ever seen before. So in this environment of uncertainty, uh, I am a very strong believer approach it like it's a crisis, yet approach it with calm. Understand that people need to support and reassurance. And even as an association executive who does not have all the answers, I can still be reassuring and honest at the same time. I can be reassuring in what we can provide. I can be honest in what I don't know, but I must be supportive. And I think association leaders need to do exactly that. Lead and know that not all of their decisions are gonna be perfect decisions, but people look to leaders for advices and support. And I think that's really critical right now, more so than ever before. So, so definitely, uh, this is a time of change and I appreciate what you just shared with us and most importantly, approach crisis with calm. Well, not everyone is open to that philosophy. <laughs> they, you know, particularly when there's sure. no one right answer. And that just kind of leads us into this conversation around change management. How might turnaround management professionals, the competencies, again, going back to that, that they bring in the area of change, specifically, how can that advance associations? That's a great question. And I can tell you that from from uh, my vantage point as an association executive, even more so than a turnaround professional of many years, you need to be in tune with an understanding that people are generally adverse to change. Here, change has been thrust on them. So in this environment of change, it's important that we as association executives and leaders need to support our staffs, need to teach our staffs that uncertainty is a place of discomfort, but okay. And particularly in the virtual environment, make sure you're checking in. Make sure that your, your staff feels purposeful and that they are connected with each other. And to create both uh, professional and kind of personal camaraderie and making sure that the collectiveness of your team is staying together and feeling that they're aiding and advancing the organization. Without that, particularly in this virtual environment, there is the possibility of uh, you know, rifts within the organization and um, uncertainty and fear with management. So as, as the CEO, I am constantly making sure that the staff collectively is supporting each other, being connected with each other, talking to each other, checking in with each other, me checking in with them. And it's really more important than ever. Interestingly, 
Um, we have done a lot of this while we were in the in-person environment. I think this has actually strengthened us as a team because a strong team finds ways to support each other. And uh, when people have moments where they need to be supported more than in other moments, there are others to support them. And when we go back to the impersonal, in-person environment, I am not only comfortable in the strength of my team, but I also know that if we had to go into a crisis mode like this again, or we have a hybrid mode of being together and not being together, that assuring that we've created a pattern of support, which is kind of our new, new model that will be a continuum coming out of this, is something that we need to look to. And I urge all associations to uh, look to that because it really does create a, a, a strengthening uh, and a personal connection beyond the, the professional existence we all live in. What keeps you awake at night? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> what keeps me awake at night? Um, the uncertainty of what normal will look like beyond the new normal. And when I say that, um, I say that in earnest because I manage an organization that, that has demographics from all around the country and people have approached this crisis based on where they are in the country, not necessarily having an understanding that it's more severe in other parts of the country uh, than, than where, where they may be. And what keeps me awake at night is I have very, very difficult decisions to make every day as all association executives do. And, and, and knowing that sometimes I'm talking from a vantage point of where I live and what I'm seeing is not addressing what others are seeing as they're emerging from this crisis in different ways. So I guess what keeps me up at night is, am I making the right decision? Am I, am I, leading my organization in a correct path? And am I okay if I don't make the right decision and have to be corrective in the, uh, in the decisions I'm making to assure the, the strength and well-being of the organization? These are not easy things and these are not easy times. And again, I, I do believe at the core of my soul that leaders need to lead with information and definitiveness. And it's okay to make a mistake and it's okay to be criticized. Um, as long as you, you know that you've given the forethought, that you've taken the input of others in the know and with the advices of your team to make these decisions. And at the end of the day, I do believe come the other side, things will be okay. But in the interim, it, it is a bit like navigating a minefield and that does, keep me up at night, although I am comfortable in the strength of my organization, my team, and my volunteer leadership, and all those things together in respect of all those things, I am hopeful will allow me to be a better leader and to navigate this association to a stronger place. Scott, what's the most interesting book or article you've read recently, and tell us why? I am in the midst of the Ruth Bader Ginsburg biography, which is an amazing study of a woman of fortitude, um, unafraid to um, put her passions and advancement of many things, most importantly, women's rights to the forefront in an era where that was not respected or understood. 
and how she was and continues to be a trailblazer, unafraid to lead and unafraid to assert what is right in the eyes of justice and what is good for our uh, our society. It really, it's it's been so inspiring and eye-opening. Um, and I, it's a read I recommend for everybody because if I could emulate any number of people, Ruth Bader Ginsburg would be right up there. The notorious RBG. <laughs> RBG. RBG. Amazing human being. Uh, absolutely. So as we uh, conclude our conversation with you today, it's first and foremost been a pleasure to get to know you better and uh, to understand your membership at TMA, to uh, to just hear your leadership philosophies, which is very important, particularly during this time of change. I like what you said, um, uncertainty of normal beyond the new normal. That is, that's pretty powerful. And, and most leaders are thinking about that. So certainly it's something to keep top of mind. What else would you like to leave our audience with? Well, first of all, I'd like to thank you, Michelle, and the Association Forum for the good work you do. Um, I know that these are difficult times and you are probably seeing from your perspective uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of difficulty and uncertainty out there. This association, association forum, serves such an important purpose. It's a place of learning, it's a place of peace, uh, and it's a place of strength and under your leadership, I'm grateful to be part of that. So thank you very much for that. Thank you so much. Well, we appreciate you. We appreciate your membership and commitment and, and passion for the industry, particularly coming from corporate. And you've seen a lot, I'm sure, being on the other side. So your, your, your leadership is important to us um, as well as we continue to learn from you and your members. So we thank you so much for spending time with us today from your home in Michigan. Um, and uh, we thank our audience for listening. Until next time, be well.